show. This is Chris to Chris Comedy Advice to Fix Your Life. I'm your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only best friend in the whole wide world, slash, I don't know, audio engineer, something like that. Mike is in the building. Say hi, Michael. Hey, what's up? What's up? You are uh, here, Mike. You made it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, good small talk, buddy. Uh, you guys might know me from YouTube, Chris versus the World, Laser Lemming. Those are my YouTube channels. Uploaded.com is my website. Brings them all together. Like one great big familia, feliz, something like that. Yeah. It's been a week. It's been a week. It's still going. But uh, we have we have a show for you. Which, by the way, you could subscribe to. New episodes every single Friday. Or anywhere podcasts are sold for free. Find us on our website even. Why not? We got a good episode for y'all this week. Good episode? Maybe I should upgrade that to great. We'll uh, we'll look into that. Mike, can you uh, do some research? See if we can get this episode up to great. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some podcast milestones. This podcast specifically. We're going to talk about religion. KFC's weird new demographic. Cloning your pets. And some great listener questions. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Let's get into it. So I mentioned... We are talking about podcast milestones, aka Chris to Chris has just reached its 50th episode. If you are, well, you know, if you have eyeballs and you, you uh, picked this or you downloaded this episode, you might have noticed that there was a 5-0 next to it. 50, 50 episodes. We have reached 50 episodes this week. Mike, can we get some kind of sound effect in here? Thanks, Mike. Mike, uh, what do you think about that? We have reached 50 episodes. Do you feel good? Are you happy? What does it mean to you to, to have done 50 episodes with me, your, your humble host? <sighs> it's been fun, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I checked, and we have been doing this show since uh, last October, which means in, I think, October 5th, we are going to have reached a full year of Chris to Chris, hopefully uninterrupted, right? Hopefully uninterrupted without ever missing a week. Now, granted, we might miss a week one day down the line, but I want to get a full year done in the hatch before we ever miss a week. What a, what a way to start, promising that one day we might miss our schedule. But I guess Warner Brothers is pretty happy about uh, us getting to that one-year milestone as well, because I believe that's the same day that the uh, movie Joker comes out, October 5th. So uh, look out for uh, Joker and the one-year episode celebration of Chris to Chris on that same day. Well, actually, what day does Joker come out? The 4th? You know, we'll put it out on the 4th, okay? Our, our milestone is on the 5th, but we're going to celebrate on the 4th. Sounds like a deal. Sounds fair, because... We put these episodes out on Friday. Wow, we are three and a half minutes in, and I am really getting my bullshit on here, huh? Anyway, I think uh, I think getting to fifty episodes is pretty cool, pretty awesome. In in in, th- in three weeks, we will be caught up with the Super Bowl. I think I, they're gonna get. I think they're doing a. Uh, or they just did Super Bowl fifty three. I can't tell. So within a few weeks, we are going to have beaten the Super Bowl, and it took them over fifty years to get to that. Right? We are moving at a phenomenal pace on this show. So I, I think uh, getting to 50 episodes, it matters a lot. 
right? It's something to be celebrated. And I think it's the kind of accomplishment that you celebrate by by making a big change in your life. And I felt like I need a big change in my life. You know, maybe fire Mike. That would change my life. But I think I want something deeper. I want something more impactful. And Mike barely impacts my life. So I don't know that I would even notice him being gone. So this week, I'm going to change my life. This week, I'm going to decide if I should become a Scientologist. Okay, now that that's out there, we got to move on. We'll get back to this. Let's move on to our tip of the week. So there are few things that I value less than my time. I used to spend over two hours a day driving to and from work. And if you've ever done that, you know it sucks. I hated it. I personally hated it. Because I was spending literally 10 to 15% of my day staring at taillights on the freeway. And that sucks. That sucks. Especially when you realize that somebody's staring at your taillights tail uh, the whole time. You know, they're, 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 you are looking at all these pains in the ass and a whole bunch of people are looking at you like a pain in the ass too. You are another car that's slowing them down. And they were slowing me down. It was miserable. It was miserable. It's a miserable way to live. Unless, of course, you know, you're listening to uh, the Chris to Chris podcast while you're stuck in traffic. By the way, if you have not listened to this podcast while you're in the car, you're missing out. You're missing out, and I think you should do it. I think you should do it while you're listening or while you're sitting in the car with somebody else. Preferably on speaker, but even more preferably maybe on Bluetooth so that the entire car can hear it in a good audio quality. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for uh, people that are willing to uh, pester their friends with this podcast. I've got a lot of ambitions. That's my point. I've got a lot of ambitions, okay? This podcast is one of them, but it's time-consuming. It takes a lot of time and energy to make this show, believe it or not. And we prepare for this show throughout the week, but I work a full-time job. And Mike, he works the corners at night. So we are very busy people, right? But we've got a lot of ambitions. I'd like to do this podcast full-time. I want to make more YouTube videos. I've got another project that has been in the works for a long while, too, and I want to talk about it but I need more time so that I can make sure that I announce it with momentum. And I've got another uh, project that has been a, a, a separate other project that's been in the works, and I'll probably announce that in a few weeks. So look out for that on this show. But all of this would be easier if I had more time. You know, I have all of these things that I want to accomplish, but working a full-time job slows that all down. You know, at least I think it does. Maybe I'm full of shit, right? You know, maybe I'm just like convincing myself that that's the problem. But I like to stay productive, right? On my lunch breaks and my uh, regular breaks, if I ever get those, I, I spend that time going on walks and uh, often learning Spanish at the same time. I like to uh, duo my lingo, if you know what I mean. But uh, when I'm not on break, when I'm actually at work work, not getting paid to, to walk around, I, I like to spend my time... Uh, thinking about the decisions that got me to that point, right? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who who among us that doesn't work a career job isn't spending every waking moment wondering why, how, what did I do? It's no way to live. It's no way to live. I think that you should be living in the moment and enjoying your time on earth, at least in this modern society. Back in the day, that wasn't really feasible. You know, life was meant to be miserable. But now we have things like air conditioning, okay? Okay. So this week's tip of the week is to, to get more time, to get more time, you know, quit your job and find more time. 
find more time. You don't have a time machine. It's the only way, Chris. It's the only way, Chris. Let's move on to Video Game Corner. KFC is getting into the video game business with their uh, latest PR stunt. On uh, September 24th, KFC will release I Love You, Colonel Sanders, a finger-licking good dating simulator. That is uh, the name of the game. Uh, the game's going to be free on Steam, so PC, essentially. They've got a trailer for the game, and it looks like they might have actually uh, put some money into this. That's that's the vibe I'm getting. I, I've never played a dating sim game, but I gotta imagine that most of them don't have a budget. I imagine that most of the budget goes to uh, drawing the, the big busty ladies. But we don't know anything about the gameplay, or I don't know anything about the gameplay, because the trailer is just a bunch of anime cutscenes showing off characters eating chicken. I'm not kidding. Like, they're eating chicken, they're glorifying the chicken. KFC has never looked so appealing. I guarantee you, if you've ever eaten KFC, it has never looked as good as these drawings. And the colonel, you know the colonel, KFC's colonel, he, uh, he looks like, like a 21-year-old anime boy, except he's got white hair and a white goatee. So he's really, he's really slim, and he just looks like a child with white hair and white facial hair. Doesn't look like he should have it. He doesn't look like the average colonel. We'll put this picture up uh, on our social media somehow. So the goal of the game is to date Colonel Sanders. That is the end game here. You want to you date Colonel Sanders. Hey, finally a game that you could play, Mike. That sounds right up your alley. Now, believe it or not, this is the first video game that has ever been published by KFC. I wonder how that happened. You know, did, 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 their, did their market research guys say... You know what, we, uh, we crunched the numbers, we looked into it, and it turns out that a lot of people that eat KFC also really want to bang cartoon characters. So, we put them together. We made this game with a really long title, I can't remember, I Love You Colonel Sanders, something like that. I think that's what happened. I think that's what happened. I think they decided that, you know what, you know what market we're not tapping into? The guys with the waifu pillows. That's what we need to tap into. That's where the money's at. Even though this is going to be free. So the game's going to be free uh, later this month. So maybe Mike can do an official review for it and uh, let us know how it is. Mike, you want to do that? No. Okay, so Mike is going to do that probably. Let's get back to this uh, Scientology thing. I know in the past, even on this show, I have not been too kind to Scientology. I think I did a tip of the week where I said, don't join a cult. And I specifically referenced Scientology. So I, I feel bad. I, I think I even said, I made fun of the, the Super Bowl commercials where, you know, every Super Bowl, Scientology will take the hard-earned money of Scientologists and dump millions of it into uh, whoever is running the Super Bowl. Uh, it could be NBC, Fox, ABC, they're, CBS. They're all willing to take the uh, money from Scientology. So Scientology takes the hard-earned money of the, their, their members and creates these commercials, and they assume people might want to join because of a commercial. And I, I mocked that idea in the past. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, years ago, I don't know if I've told this story or not, but years ago, I, I was hired to be in a commercial. And I got the phone call, and, you know, I, I had applied for this commercial, but I didn't read closely what I was applying for. And so they had the, the, the woman that had called me said she saw some of my YouTube videos. And she thought it was very funny, 
and she's like, hey, can you be here tomorrow? Can you can you be in San Diego tomorrow? San Diego is maybe an hour and a half, two two hour drive, depending on traffic. And so I said, yeah, yeah, I can be there. I can be there. And we got off the phone, and I went to go look up what I had said yes to. And of course, it was a commercial for Scientology. Why does this religion have so many commercials? So I was going to be in a commercial for Scientology. And I remember thinking, if it was a commercial for any other religion, any other religion, I probably would have been a little bit more okay with it. I, I, I probably would have said, okay, that's fine. You know, I, I could be in a, a, a religion or a commercial for, for Buddhism, for, uh, for uh, is Shaolin monks a religion? I don't know. I, I, I feel like I could have been in any other religious commercial. But Scientology, no. No, I'd heard too many horror stories. So, you know, I'm, I'm beating myself up. I'm just like, damn it. You know, this was, this was my big break. And I lost it. I lost it. Or I, I, I'm forcing myself to lose it. I remember hearing a story from somebody who got hired to be in a Scientology commercial. And he said that he spent the entire day just trapped in a room being forced to, to read literature. <laughs> Scientology literature. So I, I didn't want to, to reenact that for him. I didn't want to roll the dice, you know? So I, I called him back. I called the lady back. I said, you know what? Um, I forgot. I, I need to, to be here to let the, uh, the air conditioning mechanic into the home. And she sounded pissed off. But that was that. That was that. So I, I, I personally made sure to blow that off. But maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm actually missing something in my life. Maybe I need a religion that was started by a science fiction author in the 1950s. Hmm? That sounds about right. You know, Tom Cruise, speaking of 50s, Tom Cruise is 57 years old. But he still is a, is a young man. He, he, he does his own stunts. He freaking grabs onto uh, airplanes on the outside of the plane. He does crazy shit. He does crazy shit, Mike. Nobody knows how he does it, but I'm starting to think it's because of the Scientology. You know? Maybe he's on to something. But I don't take joining a new religion lightly at all, you know? So I'm going to go to the only source that I can trust, which is Google. Really, I already went to it. I Just spoiler alert. I already went to Google. And I typed into Google, truth about Scientology. This is true. I tied up, try, typed up the, the words truth about Scientology into Google. Hit enter. And I was hit with a page full of cold, hard facts, Michael. First of all, on the uh, the top of the page, uh, the Google search results is a sponsored link. So of course I clicked that first, and it's uh, called LeahRemineyAftermath.com. And if you guys don't know who Leah Remini is, you probably do if you've ever seen the show King of Queens. That's uh, where she's with uh, what's his name, Kevin Kevin uh, not Kevin Sorbo, not Kevin Smith, Kevin James, the guy from uh, the the Mall Cop movies. Uh, Mike, that's your favorite actor, right? Kevin James. He um, he was on that show with Leah Remini. Anyway, you know the show. My 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 eyes are getting tired. My back is getting tight. I'm sitting here in traffic on the Queensboro Bridge tonight. Wow, I am a much better singer than I give myself credit for. I should have done that. I should have become a singer. You guys know what show I'm talking about? King of King of Queens. King of Queens. Okay, you get it. You get the idea. Leah Remini. So she used to be a Scientologist, right? 
all her life, she was a Scientologist. You might have even seen her during the uh, the Saved by the Bell summer season, where it was like, I don't know, six to ten episodes, something like that, where the Saved by the Bell crew were all working at this uh, beach resort, and young Leah Remini was there as uh, Zach's college or uh, summer fling. She was a Scientologist back then. She was a Scientologist all the way through King of Queens. But uh, there's a whole story about how she uh, stopped being a Scientologist. She, she decided she was no longer a Scientologist after many, many things. But uh, she, she had this show on A&E. It was called, uh, I don't know, I, I forgot what it was called. But it was pretty much just taking a big old dump on Scientology. My wife and I used to watch. Actually, we still kind of do. Every now and then, we're like, you know what? We haven't uh, watched anything depressing in a while. Can, let's watch that Scientology show with Leah Remini. We like the show, uh, but after clicking on this link, LeahRemineAftermath.com, I found out that Leah Remini is actually just a bitter, angry, 48-year-old diva, right? That's what they said. That's what they said. So uh, viewing the site was like a big bucket of cold water getting splashed on me. It was an ice bucket challenge of life. So... She was a Scientologist for a long time, but she's not anymore. But according to this website, this sponsored website, Leah Remini is a liar. And Scientologists are just awesome people that want to live their lives in peace. So I don't know who to believe yet. I don't know who to believe. I, I watched her show. I watched her show on A&E, and I like the show. But this sponsored website says she's a liar. I'm going to have to do more investigating before I decide to dedicate my entire life to this religion. So in the meantime, let's move on to the news. A 22-year-old man in Beijing, China, has found a new way to cope with the loss of his dead cat. I guess this is not an American news story. We have the whole Look Out, It's America theme song, but this is in China, clearly. But it's being reported by the New York Times, so I guess it's, it's kind of American. It's kind of American. It's, it's American adjacent, we'll say. So this guy, this Chinese guy, his name's Huang Yu. He had a, a two-year-old cat named Garlic, which, by the way, is a great name for a cat. And it made me think Onion might also be a good name for a cat or a person. Onion or garlic, but I like garlic. Garlic is a good name for a cat. But uh, at the the old age of two years old, uh, garlic died somehow. Rest in peace, garlic. So Huang buried him in a park near his house. And I don't know if that's legal in China, but I don't think it's legal here in America. You could probably get in trouble for, for burying your dead cat at the park. But uh, a few hours later, you know, he's, he's, he's buried his cat. He's uh, eating his dinner. He's, uh, I don't know, he's just, he's just, getting groceries, I don't know. He's, he's just uh, dicking around, right? A few hours later, he remembers, a thought enters his mind. He thinks back to a story he read about dog cloning. Dog cloning. People were cloning dogs in China. So he thought, why aren't we cloning cats? Why aren't we cloning cats? Why aren't we cloning garlic? So he found this company called Sinogene, and their business is to clone your pets, and they're based in Beijing. Wow, that is very convenient for Mr. Huang Yu. 
So the article said it took about seven months, and this guy paid around thirty-five grand American. But in the end, he got himself a cloned cat, and he named that cat. What is it, Mike? Yes, garlic. He named the cat garlic. You know, I wonder if this company is actually legit. You know, like, do you think that they were just? Do you think they were just dicking this guy around? They can just yanking his chain. Like, like, were they just spending seven months driving to different pet stores to find another cat that looked exactly like garlic? Yeah, actually, I think I just came up with a good business idea. Mike, 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 Mike. I need you to type this uh, up on Craigslist. Uh, make an ad. Call it Clones by Chris. Kitty Clones by Chris. We'll say that. Actually, I'm more impressed that a 22-year-old in China had 35 grand to burn on this. When I was 22 years old, I remember not even having $35. I remember $35 was about how much the stupid bank would charge me when I was overdrawn. Man, being poor sucks. Being poor sucks. <sighs> Barbara Streisand, actually, she, uh, she cloned her dead dog, too. Twice. She has two living clones of her dead dog, I believe. She, she read an, or she wrote an opinion piece, I think, saying why I cloned my dog. I haven't read it because I'm sure it's not self-serving celebrity narcissism. I'm sure it's not. That's not fair. That's not fair. Barbara, I'm a big fan. I, I, I you know, I'm not, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, she cloned her dog twice. So uh, if you clone your pet, she cloned her dog twice. You know, if you clone your pet, does the clone have a soul? I think that's the eternal question about cloning, you know? Can you clone a soul? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. That's a, that's a tough, 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 uh, tough nut to crack. Some people think that animals don't have souls to begin with. I remember going to, to, to church, and they'd say, no, your dog's not going to heaven. Your cat's not going to heaven. Your parrot's not going to heaven. Your goldfish? Pfft. I, I guffawed that idea. They said, your pets aren't going to heaven. It's just people up there. But then why would they make that movie called All Dogs Go to Heaven? But they, had, they, they made All Dogs Go to Heaven, and they made an All Dogs Go to Heaven too. But they never made a movie. To be fair, they never made a movie saying all cloned dogs go to heaven. I think that is an asterisk worth investigating. Somebody, somebody, uh, Mike, can you visit heaven shortly to, uh, to let us know if there's any dogs up there? Any cats? Any garlics? All right, let's let's uh, let's let's move on. I'm still trying to decide if I, I should commemorate our 50th episode by converting to Scientology. Mike here has been telling me he told me before the show that he said it was a stupid idea uh, and that uh, getting to 50 episodes has nothing to do with converting to another religion, like at all. And I don't know, maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. But then again, this Scientology damage control website is also convincing. You know. Maybe it's worth giving a little bit more time to. Hmm? So according to these Scientologists, it looks like literally everyone involved with Leah Remini's Scientology show is some kind of liar or pervert. And if you've ever watched a documentary about Scientology, they are known, they're well known for uh, having investigative, uh, you know, the, the guys who are on the show Cheaters, which by the way, go to this website, the LeahRemniAftermath.com website, and some of the videos look just like the shit you would see on that show, Cheaters. I'm not lying. It, and they have this, this uh, narrator who's just painting this awful picture of everybody involved with this show. You know? It, the, the website has, like, uh, 
there, there's a sidebar, and there's 15 pictures of people, like in a grid, little, little pictures of people, and you can click on each person, and every person you click on has a video where they're talking shit about Leah Remini. It's just like, oh, this was her friend, this was her, her neighbor, this was her, 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 her cousin, something like that. And it would just be somebody just talking shit about her. You know, it, it's really just a bunch of videos of people that sound like they're trying to figure out something mean to say about her. Like somebody asked, like, hey, like, Leah was, a, Leah was a, like a real bitch, right? Like, can you, can, you, can you tell us about that? Can you tell us about how much of a bitch Leah was? And that's what they're doing. Like, they're, they're just, it's just people, like, talking petty shit. Like, the kind of shit you would hear. I'm saying shit a lot. Maybe I should start censoring this. Like, the, uh, well, the South Park episode didn't censor it. Uh, you know what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm cursing a lot. But, uh, yeah, you ever been to work? You ever been to work or, or, or high school and uh, people are just gossiping about somebody? That's what these videos are. That's what these videos are. It's just people that knew Leah Remini and they just have some bad things to say about her. They're all Scientologists, but that, that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. And I cannot, I cannot allow that to cloud my judgment of this religion I might be joining. And they're trying really hard. They're trying really hard. They're trying really hard to defame this woman. And I, I feel kind of bad if I don't give them any kind of credence, if I don't believe them at all, you know? So maybe I should believe them. Maybe I should just empty my brain of anything I've seen on her show and just allow this, this, uh, this smear website to take over. I assume that all churches have websites like this where they, where they call all their critics pieces of shit. You know? Like, a, like a, 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 a Christianity or a Mormon website that's just trashing everybody. You know? Uh, what church do you go to? Well, I, I, I go to uh, uh, First North Presbyterian. Oh yeah? What's their shit-talking website? Oh, it's First North Presbyterian rocks and fuck you. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know. I think there's a lot to explore here, you know? I I'm still not sure if Scientology is the right religion for me or not, but I think we're just scratching the surface here, you know? I think we'll have to explore more about Scientology in some future episodes. So in the meantime, Mike, can you grab a pin for me? Because we're going to put a maybe pin on the, the topic of Scientology. In the meantime, let's move on to a little thing we like to call listener questions. Hey, Ken, can you play our listener question song? It's viewer question time. 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 That was uh, Ken's listener question song. If you guys have any songs you'd like to contribute to this show, please feel free to. We we're gonna we're gonna spice it up as much as we can, anytime we can. So first question actually comes from Ken. Ken asks, "What do you think was your best episode out of the first fifty? That is a good question. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I like to think that every episode improves upon. Uh, the last in some some aspect in some in some sort of uh, self-absorbed narcissistic uh, state of mind. That's what I like to think. But you know, that's not always true. That's not always true, is it? You guys don't always love every single thing I do. But I, at the end of the day, I, I don't blame myself because that's that's not good for you. That's not good for you to 
to inflict so much self-doubt. So what I, I, I choose to do is, is blame Mike. Mike is the problem. Mike, you are the problem. You're always the problem. So uh, out of the first 50 episodes, you know, episode one was, I, I called it bad pilots on purpose because I knew it was going to be a rough start. And it was long. I think episode one was like over, well over an hour long, maybe an hour and a half. I don't know. It was long. And we've, we've gotten a, into a much smoother format since then. I really liked, uh, I think it was episode 21 where we did the, uh, Mike, remember when I, I did the, I, I made that song for you? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that song. Yeah. Mike really liked it. I did the, 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 the rap battle diss against Mike. That was fun for me. It, that took a lot of work, but it was fun. It was fun. And I liked uh, the noir episode. I think I did. And anytime we could talk to uh, our, our good uh, friend, uh, Ronnie, the drug dealer, that's always a good time for me. So I don't know. I don't know. You know what, Mike? Let's say the episode 50 is our favorite. It's not, but let's say it was. Guys, you guys really enjoyed episode 50, right? You can't respond in a way that I can hear you right now, but we'll, I'm going to assume that's true. So... Thanks for the question. I think tentatively we'll say episode 21 is the episode you can't miss. Yilly asks, who is the best superhero ever that wears red? So superhero that wears red. I'm, I'm going to exclude superheroes that just wear a little bit of red, like uh, Superman. You know, he's got some, depending on the era of Superman, he might be wearing some red outside the, the pants underwear. These days, not so much. Maybe a red rim around the S or a red S, but that's not enough. That's not enough red to qualify him as a, a red-wearing superhero, I think. I got, I got to limit this down. I got to chisel this down a bit. So there's, I realize that there's a lot of superheroes that wear red, like uh, Deadpool, Spider-Man, The Flash, Shazam, Daredevil, Hellboy, and even a lot of uh, bad guys like uh, Red Skull and uh, Red Hulk. I think he's a bad guy. But there's a lot. You get, you get what I'm saying. There's a lot of red-wearing superheroes. And I get it. Red is a primary color. We like red. Red used to... People used to ask me, Hey, Chris, what's your favorite color? I said, red. Now it's a, it's, it's kind of a... Or, or orange, you know? I don't think that was your question, though. I like blue, just to get that out there. Anyway. What, what uh, superheroes... Carnage was another uh, uh, bad guy. That does he wear red or is he just red? I don't know. That's not that's not your question though. Who is my or who is the best superhero ever that wears red? That is tough. That is tough. That because that's almost bait. Because so many people have their superheroes that wear red. Like some people really like the Flash, right? Some people really like the Flash. I saw Shazam. That was the recent, I think that was the most uh, recent movie. No, I, was, uh, I saw Spider-Man Far From Home, and right before that it was Shazam. Shazam was a funny movie, but uh, it was a good movie. But it was like watching two different characters. The kid character was very different personality-wise than the adult character. But that wasn't your question. That wasn't your question. Here, just to jump to it, it's Daredevil. It's Daredevil. I just decided that. I did some quick analysis in my head, and it's Daredevil. And the way I came to that conclusion is because I really love that Ben Affleck movie from the early 2000s. It's just such a beautiful piece of art, right? Oh, no, Mark, what's the, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's not art. It's uh, shit. Yeah, shit. That's a piece of shit. No, it, it wasn't the Ben Affleck movie. Uh, it was the Netflix show called Daredevil. 
really like that show. I really like that show. And then Netflix, it, the word got out that I liked it, so Netflix canceled the show. But they had three really good seasons, specifically the, the first season and the third season were really good. Second season was pretty de- decent too, I thought. But yeah, that's, that's how I decided. I decided Daredevil is my favorite red-wearing superhero because of the show. Because it was such a it was a good show. It was it was I, I spent a lot of time watching it. That's how I that's how I came to this conclusion because of how much time I invested into the show and enjoyed it. You know, uh, one of the things I liked about that show was every season they would have one fight scene that was just one long cut. One long cut without and when I say it's one long cut it means the camera never changes. It's all one camera, one camera shot. Now, uh, Daredevil might be ducking in and out with some uh, some body doubles, some stunt guys, but you don't know. Camera trickery fools you. So it's Daredevil, but I like them all. I like them all. I played the hell out of the Spider-Man PS4 game. We did a review for it on this show, the exclusive podcast Chris to Chris review of Spider-Man PS4. I like the Flash. You know, he's he's super fast, like Sonic the Hedgehog, and he has daddy issues, just like the, the best superhero of all time, Batman, right? So I like The Flash. I like Deadpool movies, you know? I, I can't say I've, I've read them. I, I can't say I've read the movies or the comics, but, you know, I get the idea. I like Spider-Man, like I said. You know, I like I like red-wearing superheroes. What was the one on uh, uh, Timmy, the, Timmy with his uh, godparents, the... Fairy odd, fairy odd parents. Is that what it's called, Mike? Uh, the the crimson chin. That was his name, right? He wore red. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, yeah. Um, okay. I I really like the show Daredevil, and I'm sad it's gone. That's that's what I'm getting at. Thanks for the question. Uh, Devin asks, if you need a car, truck, or van, who are you gonna call? Auto Nation. You're going to call AutoNation and a good copyright lawyer. <laughs> I wonder if they got sued for that or if that was if they had to pay to, to do that. I don't know. Uh, Ken asks, do you think you will make a 51st episode? Well, I think we are legally obligated to make a 51st episode in honor of the Area 51 raid that's happening next week. Now, I've heard that they canceled it, but then I also saw a post coming from that page again, like it was, maybe it was back on. Either way, you know, September 20th is happening, right? Unless the world gets obliterated before then, September 20th is coming. So we'll see. We will see what happens. But uh, we're going to make a 51st episode. If the world is still around, we will make a 51st episode. And we'll probably theme it around Area 51 and Aliens. Yuli asks, will you ever have a live question? Or will you ever... No, I'm sorry. I can't read. Yuli asks, will you ever have live questions on your podcast? I think this is a great idea. It's a great idea. I would like to collect a group of Chris to Chris listeners and give a live Q&A in, in the near future. Let's do that. Mike, could you make a reservation for us at the uh, local methadone clinic? You know, I think that's a good spot to hold a podcast panel. I used to work with this guy in... Uh, 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 the local school bookstore at uh, the college I went to. And he was a, uh, I think he was a former heroin addict. Every day, you know, he'd, uh, he'd tell stories about that morning where he was standing in line at the methadone clinic. And he had lots of uh, 
uh, scars on his face from picking his face. I think that's a, a habit of heroin addicts picking at your face. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this at all. Yeah, I used to work with a heroin addict. He would he would dip out for for like hours at a time. He'd get really defensive if you ever like pointed it out to him. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see here. Well, I think I should tell more stories about that guy in the in the near future. Devin asks, between Suge Knight and Courtney Love, who would win in an old school MTV claymation celebrity death match? No pun intended. That's a great question. That is a great question. Uh, Suge Knight versus Courtney Love. You know, many people seem to think that Courtney Love is pretty handy with a shotgun. So she might have an edge early on if she brings out the shotgun. And you know, if you've ever watched uh, Celebrity Deathmatch, it's very plausible for her to just pull out a shotgun from her behind her back. Like she had it there the whole time. But Suge Knight is, he's owned by Hasbro now. He's in prison, but his, his record catalog is owned by Hasbro now. So he's pretty much a transformer now, as far as I'm concerned. So I think he could turn into like a low rider and run her over, no problem. Now, in the ring, you don't have a lot of room, but I don't know if he had a lot of room when he ran over that guy in real life either. So I'd say, you know, just from physical stature and being able to turn into a, a low rider, I'd say Suge Knight would probably have the edge. But if they start playing like some conspiracy theory music, Courtney Love will, will pretty much turn into like an evil Batman and make it look like Suge Knight killed himself. So I think, I think it just depends on uh, the, the soundtrack for the uh, Celebrity Deathmatch. Great question. Uh, Ken asks, for a good time, who would you call? For a good time, you're going to call 867-5309. That is the number to Jenny from the Block. And we all know that she's always looking to make new friends. She's in that new movie, Hustlers. The cool thing about Jenny is that she would make an excellent girlfriend and, and she was kind enough to leave her phone number on the wall of the men's bathroom. That's classy. That's classy. That's a girl's number that you want to hold on to. Yilly asks, what's your favorite animal noise you've ever heard? I thought about this and I decided to look up animal noises and I found out, I found out that cheetahs make a chirping noise, like a... Uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't have a cheetah vocal box, I guess. It sounds a lot more chirpy than that. Um, but I listen to a variety of animal noises just to find the one I love the most. But I realize, you know what? You can't, you can't just randomly find your favorite animal noise based off of some quick YouTube videos. So I had to search back to, through the old noggin. I had, to, I had to look back into the catalogs of my brain. And I realized that the most beautiful animal noise that I've ever heard was actually from a lion. It was a lion with a black mane. And I've talked about this before. It was a lion with a black mane. And he was, he was singing. He was singing a song to a group of hyenas. And the song was called Be Prepared. And I have never heard an animal sing so well before. I liked it so much that I, I listened to it as a child on a green cassette tape. It was called The Soundtrack to the Lion King. Devin asks, Who sells for less in the biggest and the best county in the U.S. than Toyota? Nobody sells for less in San Bernardino County, Devin. Nobody. We are blessed with car questions today. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Devin. Uh, Ken asks, Is it true that cats have nine lives? Have you tested this scientifically? 
Before she died, at the uh, ripe age of uh, 21 years old, my cat Tiger, she tested this theory many times. I remember one time she landed on her feet while she was chasing a fly off of a flight of stairs. So she went from, I would say, maybe uh, 15 feet up at least. She, she landed on some tile. She might have even done a flip, but the, the theory was true. She landed on her feet, looked a little freaked out, and uh, walked on her merry way, just like a cat might do. And there was many times, you know, she, she had multiple surgeries. She had some uh, issues in her uh, gut area. And she went through it, you know, she went through it. She tested the metal. She lived all the way to 21. So, yeah, I think it's true. I think it's true. I think she was even around during that big earthquake in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Cats live for nine lives, you know. Don't test it with a gun, you asshole. Uh, not not talking to anybody here in particular, but any any asshole who might be listening to the show, don't test it with a gun, because that's just rude. But yeah, I'd say I'd say cats kind of have nine lives. Ken also asks, "Have I asked enough questions?" Ken, you have asked a perfect amount of questions for our fiftieth episode. You all asked some great questions, and anybody who's listening can ask questions. We have questions. We have questions. We have social medias. We've got uh, Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D, UpandLoaded.com, UpandLoaded Facebook, UpandLoaded Twitter, UpandLoaded Instagram. We are all over that. Follow us, why don't you? We like to post things like polls, for example. Last week on our Facebook page, we asked which show was better. Which one was better? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or Martin? 14% of you said Martin. 14% of you said Martin was the best. But that also means 86% of you said that the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air had it over Martin. And I would, I would, I would, you know, I'd say, I'd say they're right. I like Martin, but I, I watched the hell out of Fresh Prince. So this week's poll asks, which Colonel Sanders would be more fun to date? There's going to be uh, some pictures of different Colonel Sanders, the OG or the, the anime. Let us know on our Facebook poll. Don't forget, of course, to subscribe to the show anywhere podcasts are sold for free. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, everywhere. We're all over. We're all over. And you know what? You could tell people about it. We insist. We, I don't want to say threaten, but I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you with the eyes right now. We insist. So, guys, this has been episode 50 of Chris to Chris. Do me a favor and enjoy your weekend or else. Yeah.